to Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down to the Nub episode 38 i almost said down to the nub live because frankly i'm so amped up about what we have coming from when we're recording this coming up this sunday that it almost just came right out but it is what it is but welcome to episode 38 everybody uh what's going on brandon i'll be honest dude like i would have said the same thing because right now in the mood that i'm in I would ra- I not rather be, but like I, I, I'm ready f- to be live. I just feel like I need yes. to be pumped full of the energy that, that, you, that the listeners provide on those live shows and that our guests provide. Like, I just feel like I need to be pumped full of that energy right now. I'm just, I'm ready to like, I'm ready to freaking rock it, man, and do the live show. I'm just, I know. And, I'm like, just like, and completely oh. drain the tank so I can sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna crash tonight. I had an early morning and different things, but yeah, I'm I'm ready when I when we're done. I'm crashing because it's been one of those long days, and then got home and worked in the yard and all sorts of stuff. But it's a blessing because I'm home. I get to work in a yard. I've got an amazing house, and I'm blessed with a house that I get to fall asleep in. And so yeah. I am in good hands. I am doing great. Yeah, no, and I think that that is a blessing, man. I mean, it's been a long time coming, and you're there, and everybody got to hear about it over and over again, and I thought it was great uh, because we got to hear about your adventure as it went along, and we kind of mm-hmm. joke about it, right? Like, oh, we're talking oh, about yeah. the house again. But, you know, that's that's part of our life, and that's part of our adventure mm-hmm. and what's going on, and that's that's exciting. And I know there's other people out there that, that I know personally that were going through the exact same transition and, and yep. moving to a new home at the exact same time. And so I think sometimes it's helpful for people to hear that, like, it's okay to be a little pissed off about being blessed to have a home. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Well, and we've got a couple of listeners. Well, that was actually probably the most accurate statement we'll say on, on this episode. We've got a couple of listeners. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know of a couple of our of our viewers and listeners, you know, that have reached out and, hey, I'm in escrow. I'm getting ready to do the same thing as yeah. you. You know, keep me in your prayers. And it's just cool. It, it, again, it's just sharing life together. And it is a blessing. Hard times are blessings because you know you've experienced good times, which are the ultimate blessings. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you have a beautiful family to move into the new home with and, and start a new. And I, I think it's, uh, I think it's really cool because you guys, you guys did something really, really uh, unique and special that not enough people do is <clears throat> praying over the home when you move in. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's something that one of my, my buddy Jason does. And, you know, I, I think it's, um, you know, he'll actually go and uh, put oil above the doors and uh, the whole nine, you know, and they're like taking that, taking that spirituality of the Bible and making it to be. And mm-hmm. I think, that's, I, I think that's great. Um, and you know, he's, he's talked about some stories of praying over friends' homes and uh, watching people become divining rods towards things that have, that they've found in these homes. Um, then just being guided to a closet and finding something just evil in a closet that, you know, tears families apart and destroying that before, that new home gets lived in with the new family. And I, I just think that's, that's just a clear example of God. I mean, you walk into a home that mm-hmm. you've never been into, that's not even yours and you can find that space. That's not healthy. And it's not like, Oh, this feels bad. It's there's something there that yes. is like pornographic magazines or, you know, so on and so forth that like has been known to destroy marriages and tear mm-hmm. people apart. And they are a divining rod to that. And, over that home and going in and casting out the demons in that home is is uh is is amazing and and kudos to you for man guiding your family in that yeah it was one of those things where and i appreciate that it was one of those things where uh when my parents bought their house that they've been in now for like eight or nine years um you know they did that because they knew that i mean my dad is uh, a pastor for those that don't know my dad's a pastor and the church that he was at they knew that there was going to be ministry taking place there and different things and he wanted to make sure that that house before any of their personal belongings were in there was dedicated to God was anointed for his ministry and was purposed for uh, God to dwell in that house. 
Uh, and so when we bought this, you know, I was talking with Aaron. I said, I'd really like to do this. And of course, she, you know, didn't oppose. And she's like, I think it's a great idea. And I yeah. called my dad and I said, hey, when we get keys, one, we'd love for you and mom to come over. Um, but we would really love to have, you know, have you pray over our house. And and just the the outward, you know, symbolism, if you will, of this is the house that God has prepared for my family and yeah. ministry will take place here. And this will be a house that honors God. And we wanted to have that set apart and uh, intentionally done before we moved in. And it was just a cool thing. I mean, I'm standing there and I'm holding Aaron's hand, you know, with my right hand, my left hand, I'm holding my youngest son, Jeremiah's hand. And I mean, the boys are there, Aaron's there, my parents awesome. are there. And it was just one of those things where, I mean, we said, amen. And I just... You know, and people will probably think, oh, you're just imagining it. I, I, I'm not. It, it, I literally felt just this like calm peace of, mm -hmm. yes, there will be challenges. Yes, there will be trials. But God is in this house, and that's all that matters. Oh, of course, man. It, it, it is. It's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. And, you know, I know people talk about like, you know, experiencing this and experiencing that. And, you know, there's the shows out there that are this heebie jeebie weird bullshit stuff, but like, when you truly are walking a life with Christ and you feel that and you feel you can just feel that weight come off your shoulders. I mean, I just left the other side of this wall with my brothers and we're locked in arms in prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's, you just, you just feel that presence there and that weight just lifting off the shoulders. It just, I mean, we, we just literally said we're, we're, we're not so many people will get together and they'll talk and share what's going on. And they say, leave it here in the room and, and don't take it with you. That's very therapeutic. But to be able to take that to the next step and say, we circle up and bring this to you and hand this, these burdens, these pains, these frustrations, these life challenges, and we hand them up to you. You can, f I mean, I personally, I can feel that weight just coming off and it's, it's a blessing, man. It, it, it just mm -hmm. feels freaking good. It does. Yeah. You, you know, it also is really good. Mm, uh oh, here comes the shift. Get ready, guys. Get ready my new microphone i was gonna say something about that dude you got this new fancy schmancy microphone so so i have been looking for about a year a little over a year for a new microphone when i was with dad smoking cigars i had purchased all the studio equipment and got some microphones that were good enough for the time being and i always wanted to get something that was a true studio quality and so yeah. i've been looking at the road pod mic for about a year and I ordered this back in June and because of COVID and everything, because they're made in, I think it's Sweden. Um, and they just... You sound a little bit more Swedish. I do. The, the micro, I, see, I can't even do it to try. The microphone is yuki dooky. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I ordered it and it was back ordered and all sorts of stuff. But it came just a couple days ago. And I literally, I mean, if I were to put Aaron or either one of my boys on this, I was literally giddy and jumping around like a boy on Christmas morning. It came, it came, it came. Oh, I've got my new microphone and I, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that today, man. I was like, what? Or was it last, last night? Last yeah. Night. Last night. Yeah. That was, it still went into today, but yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. I was like, what? All right, dude, I got to step up my game. Cause I have a pretty cool microphone. Like I, I gotta say like, this thing's, it's a lot of fun. But I just sound like shit. <laughs> Maybe that's me. Maybe I just sound like shit. I don't know. It's kind of like it's, you know, it's kind of like Bigfoot, right? Like the reason why there are no clear photos of Bigfoot is because Bigfoot himself is blurry. Um, that is so. True. <laughs> that's why there are no clear photos of him. So maybe well, it's not the microphone for me. Maybe I just sound like shit. Well, and 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 remember, Bigfoot's name, according to the commercial, now we know his name is Daryl. It. <laughs> See, I've always known him as Sam Squanch. Yeah. He's, he's got a bunch of different names, but evidently, according to the commercial, his name is Daryl because they said, oh, it's okay. I know how you feel, Bigfoot. And, and he goes, or he goes, Bigfoot, my name's Daryl. <laughs> what commercial is this? Uh, what is, is it like Progressive, I think? I think it's a pro oh. Progressive Insurance one. 
I don't watch TV. I know. I think it's progressive insurance. You'll have to YouTube it and look it up. But yeah, um, if you know which one I'm referring to, put a comment if you're watching this down on YouTube. Um, and if you're not already, subscribe and ring that bell so you know every time we post a new episode and go live for Down to the Nub Live on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. But yes, put a comment down below. I believe it's progressive insurance is uh, is what that's on. But we'll find out. So yes, we'll how two things. One, we'll find out what the commercial is about, and number two, we'll find out if anybody actually listens to this. That's true. We'll get <laughs> we'll get we'll get like half a comment, and it'll just be like, oh yeah, and then it'll be it. I'm gonna get a comment from you. <laughs> I know, right? I'm gonna leave the comment as one of my other profiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are you smoking yeah. on? Uh, right now, I'm finishing up a uh, Casa Cuevas, Connecticut. Um, I was. I was in Bible study. I finished up a, uh, what was I smoking? Oh, I smoked the uh, Rockefeller Habano, uh, which great I thoroughly stick. enjoyed. Oh, and, good um, stick. Oh, it's a great stick, dude. And 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 Kevin's just an awesome dude. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I finished that up, and, and it was kind of a, it was actually really, really, um, God, lately, dude, Bible study has been just phenomenal, man. And it's good. I say Bible study. Let me clarify. Uh, men's group. Mm-hmm. Uh, has been phenomenal. Um, just the amount of the outpouring of um, just emotions and raw, uh, just the raw emotions and what people are sharing in there as, as a group of men and being willing to conquer and overcome the chains that are being broken in that room. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you are absolutely, um, absolutely awesome. And uh, I, I was just, I was at that point that I was like, I need another cigar because <laughs> I, I had shared some stuff going on in my life. And uh, I was like, man, I need another cigar. And uh, so I reached into my buddy Cody's uh, humidor because I didn't want to get up and go to my wall of cigars. Yeah, right. And, uh, I found a Cuevas, Connecticut in there. So I, I knew that that was something I could replace for him. And so mm-hmm. I helped myself. <laughs> so that's what I'm smoking now. What are you there smoking? You I uh, decided to take it back from uh, the collective smoke, and I'm enjoying the Martinez New York blend. Ooh, it's a, it's nice. A, it, it's a good one. It's I, I haven't had this in quite some time and forgot the good woodsy spiciness that's in there, and so I'm enjoying it tonight. I love it, dude. And Martinez, I mean, we had them on Down to the Nub Live, and, you know, we've talked about them before. Martinez yeah. Cigars makes phenomenal cigars out of New York and what they're doing. And so for anybody listening that hasn't heard of or hasn't checked out Martinez Cigars, go to martinezcigars.com, check them out, because their blends, what they're doing, and the heritage and the history that they've got are just awesome. It's it's not found often anymore. And they're just good dudes. They were doing a live oh, yeah. video the other day, and I happened to it, it happened to bing, pop up, you know, Facebook caught me. And, uh, uh, dude, uh, which that's another topic we'll get into, um, here shortly. Cause I just watched a really good documentary about that. Hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, um, like it popped up and it was really cool because they were just like, yo, what's up, Brandon? How you doing? And like, we were chatting back and forth. And I love that because so many people are doing these live videos and they do these, they, they do the Instagram lives or the, the Facebook lives or YouTube lives. And you you get in and you comment and you want to share and you want to like you want to interact with them because it's live, mm-hmm. and you get zero response like you don't even exist. And I'm just yeah, and I think that's why I stay away from a lot of them. You know, another guy that's really good about responding um, on the lives and actually interacting with you. Uh, we were talking about him earlier, Ron Real. Yes, he is such a good guy, dude. Just awesome, and I, I love it because we were on there, and and I didn't realize that I was in the the Down to the Nub uh, YouTube channel. I was logged <laughs> in as Down to the Nub, so I'm chatting, and like they, they figured out that it was me mm-hmm. uh, because of some of the things I said. I think they just realized that that's not stuff you would say, and uh, so <laughs> they were like, uh, "Ron's like uh, Ron Real sitting there." He goes, "I think this is Brandon. That's that's got to be Brandon." And I was like, ah, "Yep, you got me." You know, it's like. <laughs> kind of fun to go in there a little bit uh, incognito right and not i'm not yep. knowing which one of us it is but uh he did he's just just a solid he just had a one-year anniversary didn't he he did he just released it from the day that we're recording this september 16th uh it is officially as of today his one-year anniversary of his channel so 
congrats, Ron, on one year. I mean, you have done something that not a lot of channels have done in one yeah. year and your, your engagement, your, yeah, your number of subscribers. And you say you're not about analytics, you're not about numbers. And, and he and I have talked at length about that. And, and, and I fully believe it. He's there for the passion. Yeah. But the cool thing is the passion isn't what, um, one of his phrases is, uh, be driven, never motivated. He has the drive to just enjoy cigars, to share his passion and yeah. to just be down to earth and real. And so, um, so congrats Ron on one year and what you've been doing, brother. Uh, we're, we're huge, huge fans, big supporters of you and, yeah. uh, super excited for what the future is going to hold. But yeah, he's a good guy. So happy birthday. There you go. Happy birthday to Ron Real TV, man. That's awesome. On uh, September 16th, when we're recording this, happy birthday to Ron Real TV. And guys, if you're not following Ron Real TV, you might want to do so. Oh, um, yeah. I'd recommend it. Go check out his YouTube channel. I know we like we guide you guys to a lot of different places, and that that's really I, I love that because um, I think it's important to get out there and kind of get a feel for what you like and find other good people to listen to. Um, and to be a part of in communities, and that's one of them right there. So Ron Real TV, jump on YouTube uh, and go follow him as soon as you're done listening to as much of this as you can take. Which is going to be about three more minutes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. um, but one of the next topics that we wanted to cover, one of the things that we wanted to uh, discuss, cover, and, and send our thoughts and prayers out to is everybody that is going through either the fires on the West Coast of the United States um, Oregon, California, I mean, just all over, uh, Washington. Yeah. Um, but also with hurricane, is it Sally? I don't know, man. I lost track of the names. I, I don't remember things. the names. I, I want to say Sally. Um, yeah, what? that's called Sally. We'll just, we'll just say Sally, um, Mustang Sally. Uh, but I mean, all jokes aside for anybody that is in the path of hurricane Sally, obviously as this is, you know, airing, it's a week past, we truly do, uh, pray that everybody is doing okay and that if anybody needs help, please reach out to us. Um, we are here to support everybody, whether it's because of fires and we've got friends that are in Oregon. I mean, Evan, who we were on with last night is in Oregon and he, I mean, he had to wear a mask that he had to dampen when he went out because of the ash in the air and everything. It's just <laughs> not good. Um, yeah. But then obviously, you know, the, the hurricane is a slow, slow moving storm and just dumping rain that is just unprecedented from what it sounds like. Um, so yeah. our thoughts and prayers go out to anybody affected by either of those situations. And uh, as we mentioned Sunday on live, you know, this past Sunday um, or a week and a half ago, whatever it was, about the first responders that are out there. Yeah, this whole pre-record thing, it is what it is. But yeah. um, but all the first responders that are out there, whether they're volunteer, whether they're retired, you know, whatever it is, forest service, firefighters, um, thank you for what you all do to uh, leave your family so that you can protect our families. Yep. Yeah, no, I think it's great, man. I mean, we can't forget EMTs and medical staff that's out there that's helping everybody. Yes. I know that these fires are causing a lot of difficulties with people's breathing. Uh, if there's ever a time to wear a mask, it's right now, um, not the last six months. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? I'm like such an anti-masker. And then I see Evan last night. I'm like, bro, take that stupid thing off your face. And I forgot he was in Oregon. And he's like, dude, I kind of, it's a wet mask because of the smoke. And I was like, oh, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> it's like he left work at work. He always comes on. He's wearing the mask and like, mm -hmm. you know, he, he'll, he'll pull it down to talk to us. And then it comes back up when somebody comes in the room and you just see his eyes, you know, it's like, and then he's on his skateboard headed home and I'm going like, bro, come on, really? Like you're away from work, knock it off. And you know, the fires forgot he's in Oregon. I am, yep. I am such an asshole, but that's okay. As long as you uh, know that, that's the important part. Admitting it is one. the first step. Yeah, that's step one. Um, I, I think I need to go to like, uh, what is it, AA Assholes Anonymous? Yes. Um, so <clears throat> I, I should probably be joining that group like yesterday. But anyways, we do uh, we do appreciate you guys, and we do love you. I've got a couple of, uh, couple of cousins, actually, that are firefighters and um, in L.A., um, and then uh, one of their wives is actually a uh, nurse, and so they're they're in the middle of all of that, just just right smack dab in the middle of it. My uncle actually has like an old like 1940s fire truck that when stuff gets really bad near their home, he has no problem bringing that thing out and going like, "I got this." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like this old like classic like antique fire truck that's all done nice, 
and he will use it to help the community. Um, That's awesome. Take the old pumper uh, out and hose everything down. Yeah, man. It's just, it, you know, you, I, I reached out to them. I haven't heard back. So I'm actually getting a little bit concerned because I was supposed to be out there. Um, I was actually supposed to be heading out there tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, and, and our, our men's camp uh, canceled because of the fires and the, the road up the mountain is open to the camp. Uh, but Edison has not turned the power back on um, and won't be turning the power back on uh, anytime soon because that fire is 6% contained right now, and they're excited about that. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a scary situation, and yep. I mean, um, I'm, glad we're not, I'm glad we're not coming out there, I guess, because it's a scary situation, um, but we just definitely need to be keeping everybody in our prayers, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm bummed you're not coming out, but it absolutely makes sense as to why. And you know, God has a reason he's keeping you there for a reason, whatever that ends up being. I don't know what it is, but you know what? It's coming and we'll find out. Um, and somehow I need to get this box of stuff over to you because I was supposed to deliver it. Now I have to ship it. What the crap? You'll get it sometime next year. So anybody that won a prize that I have, you'll get sometime next year. Uh, because (laughs) again, I know, I know that I suck at shipping, so I'll admit that. There you go. Again, admission is the first step. Yeah, I'm good at something. I'm just still trying to figure out what that is. <laughs> Smoking cigars and admitting your problems. I, that's that's got to be it because I suck at shipping. I, I my my voice is terrible. Um, I uh, I'm ugly um, oh, and geez. all these other things. So yeah, I I've got to be good at something. We'll figure it out. You know, maybe fixing no, not fixing cars. Five of those broke down. Um, <laughs> I don't, we'll figure it out. We'll find something that I'm good at, Tim. We'll find it eventually. <laughs> and they all broke down within like four days of each other. Oh yeah. Very, yeah. All four, they all broke down within like a couple of days, three of them in the one day. And then, you know, we, we chase all of that with a broken toe. Uh, so I'm really good. At, I know ah, I'm good at breaking shit. There you go. Got to be good at something. You got to have those people around cause it's job security for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The problem is I fixed my own car, so I don't know if that's job security because I'm not getting paid to do that, but I'm not having to pay to do it. You're uh, just spending the money on the parts. There you go. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, it, it, I guess it works. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the other thing that's really kind of a cool is uh, the day that this gets released is actually a national holiday. It is. It is national all is wells with Brandon Day. That's right, right. I like what you did there. That's pretty good, man. It's it's a it's it's a it's a national holiday, uh, so everybody should be celebrating with at least a shot uh, or a quality, excellent cigar. Um, yes, preferably one of my brands that I represent. But <clears throat> if not, at least a good quality cigar. Um, because and, and uh, not, no accessory with the word quality in it. No accessory. Yeah, please. <laughs> <F-Y>. uh, <laughs> top that cigar with a Lotus uh, and, uh, and and light it with a Lotus or some nice uh, Cuevas uh, stick matches, uh, long stick matches. But um, yeah, it, it's a national holiday, guys. So make sure it's marked on your calendars uh, that today when this releases is is uh, a day that you should be requesting off next year because uh, it's, it's, a, it's a forgotten, but uh, it's a national holiday. That it is. So people need to pay attention. Dang it. Pay attention, man. It's my birthday. That's right. It's my birthday. It's the day of my birth. And you know what? I got to tell you, I am the only person that was born on this day. That's a fun fact that may not be true, um, but it's it's uh, it could be. And I believe that wholeheartedly. So I am the only person that was born on today. It is my day, damn it. And everybody should take it off and and for my birthday, I want everybody to have the day off and, and go do whatever it is the hell that you want to do. Um, let it be so. Uh, put it in writing. Wax stamp that thing and call it good. All I can think of when you said, and that may not be true, is all of the press conferences about we're, we're sure that the masks work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> We can't confirm that the masks work all the time, but we're pretty sure we think that they might be good for you. <laughs> Bro, don't get me down that road, man. My cousin, my cousin, dude, and God, God bless him, man. He's an idiot. Um, he, uh, he, he just he plays this massive victim role, and you know the whole family hates me. But he's the only one that is like in the family that is so far left, so far left. It's not even funny. You know, everything is Trump's fault. Everything. 
neglecting the fact that you know when when he when when this originally came about this whole COVID thing and Trump says shut down the borders we're not letting anybody in and you're all the left racist and now all the left wants to do is have Biden ads out there saying like oh he didn't do enough for this country when it happened it's like no dumbass you freaking made fun of him for it um, yeah. and, and I listen I know everybody has their opinions on all this stuff and that's fine you can have it and if you want throw it in the comments about you know how you love whoever i don't care um i did hear a great a great great little blurb about biden though no please and 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 evidently he is stating in one of his campaign tours that had like four people not including the media at that uh if he gets elected president he will be able to prevent flooding fires (laughs) fires <laughs> and end the coronavirus <laughs> i read that and heard that today and just died laughing but listen this is the same guy that stood up on a stage and said vote for trump uh in in his own campaign i mean this is this is this is this is something else bro like it oh my god this guy is uh he's he's classic um i, I just i love seeing like time and time again the like well, you know, Trump should have. Well, I, I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, I'm gonna say something that I shouldn't say, and it's like, <laughs> well, did you hear what Kamala Harris said yesterday or the day before? Oh, please tell me. She's uh, addressing people, talking, whatever it was, and she goes, "Things will be safer under a Harris administration." And someone said, oh, yeah. a, "A Biden Harris, yes, a, a a Harris administration in partnership with President Biden." And everybody just took and was like, "And you just let the cat out of the bag as to your intention and the Democratic Party's goal." She did that in the beginning, bro. Like when she first got announced, she did that in the beginning when she said that if Congress in the first hundred days doesn't get their head out of their ass and ban uh, uh, assault rifle uh, AR-15s. <laughs> that she would use her executive power to do so. I'm sorry, you're vice president. You don't have executive power. One, according to her, I'm sure, you know, AR stands for assault rifle, which clearly doesn't. Yeah, yeah. no, it it completely does. And, and, you know, the only reason why we have AR-15s is because the AR-14s weren't all that good. And they're fully semi-automatic with 4,000 round clips or magazines. Uh, Yeah. So it, it just it just shows the the absolute insanity the the lies that are being pumped out there and it's it's um it's saddening it's crazy yeah. to hear this stuff I like listen I don't care what side you're on but I just hate yeah. hearing this like live in a safer country with with Biden because you know Trump can't do this can't, like really dude it's it's a virus that spread. Um, that's out there. And if anything, like we could be over this already. And I listen, I'm, I'm maybe I'm a heartless bastard, but people are going to die. We need to accept that. Um, it you know, these things, every year from the flu and these things are going to happen. I mean, they're just going to happen and I'm sorry. You, you know, I, I don't have a grandma or grandpa anymore. Uh, but if they were 90 years old, would I want them trapped in a room and not be able to see their family? No, um, I just wouldn't you're you're you've you've exceeded your life expectancy already not that i want them to die but i also don't want them to do so alone yeah. um because that's that's just sad now you just sit there and sulk in all your own freaking misery and just wait for that i mean i i remember hearing uh, somebody say hey i'm just waiting every time you talk to them hey how are yeah. you doing i'm waiting waiting for mm-hmm. what you know yeah wow like Where's the love? Where's the care? Where's the family? Like let's let's give some of that to people. Um, um, there was something else that I was going to bring up that I found was absolutely hilarious. Now I freaking lost. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> oh dude, the DNC man, uh, Biden standing there and gets asked a question. You know, if if you defeat Trump and become president, what's the first thing you would do? And he's like, take my beat Donald Trump. <laughs> you have already won the election, sir. You've already so beat Donald what Trump. What would you do? I would beat him. What's the first thing you would do as president? I would beat Donald Trump. 
Yes, I do love the quote that said, "If we were in high school, I would take him out back, and he would he would lose." Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Fight. Oh, yeah, dude. But it's it, when you get down to it, and look, you, you mentioned it a minute ago. I don't disagree with it. We really don't care which political party you identify with, or if you even identify with a political party. On the human side, it's it's sad that someone who held the second highest office in the world as vice president is mentally degrading uh, or, or going downhill, declining. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Mentally <laughs> declining uh, and is struggling. Yeah. And, and is, is declining uh, and is still yeah. being used um, inappropriately to yeah. try and, and win over American votes. And that's just, that's just sad. That's just wrong. There's, there's no way, that that works out to be a good thing. Yeah, the puppet the puppetry going on is 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 extremely sad to me to see this because you could you can see the decline of the man's mental fortitude and um you can see where that it's being played and you can see uh you know Harris coming out and it, you know, just basically admitting that she's going to be president and yeah it, it, people don't see that you know. And so you you've got a you've got a, a party that's willing to um play these games and sacrifice somebody's life and use them as a tool to get to where they want to get to. And that's the party that you're going to be aligning yourself with um, is, it's just, it, to me, it's scary. And listen, I, I don't, I can sit here and say, I, I don't like Donald Trump um, with the, I wish they'd get him off of Twitter. Um, yeah. I don't the like guy, everything he does. I, I, I like a lot of what he's doing. I don't like everything he says. Um, I think the guy's mouth it just needs to be duct taped um, and kept shut. But you know, I do look at a guy that's, uh, and again, like I'm not trying to get political on this stuff, but like I do look at a guy that's, you know, and people go, well, he got a loan for a million dollars. That's where he is. Cool. You know what, dude? I'll give you a thousand dollars and you turn it into a hundred thousand um, dollars or you turn it into a million dollars. Like that's essentially what he's done. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and say, okay, maybe the guy's an idiot, but he's smart enough to surround him with people that have, helped him to progress and gotten him to where he needs to be and did a lot of stuff for inner cities and, you know, was not a racist until he became a re- until he became a Republican. Like yep. nobody, nobody touted him as a sexist or rapist or a racist until he became president and started stirring shit up that needed to be stirred up. And he uh, originally was not a Republican and had no desire to become right. a Republican. No, I and, actually supported the democratic party. Didn't he? I think if I remember right, yeah, he actually, he's- fund some of the campaigns for the Clintons. Yep, he did. And I mean, boots on the ground. He was there after 9-11. And, you know, th- this week was, you know, the um, the 19th anniversary of, of 9-11 and all that taking place, you know, and a lot of people posted pictures of, you know, how Donald Trump the next day was there at Ground Zero with his, you know, his whatever associates, if you will. And they're reaching out and helping people. And, he, you know, he's being human. He's doing what, and, and I'll say to be clear, he's doing what I I think a Kamala Harris or a Joe Biden or any of them as a human being would want to do for their fellow man, regardless of political affiliation, regardless of anything, he was being human. And the sad thing is that still was looked at as negative. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get it, dude, but you know, it's just proof that anybody can take anything and turn it into whatever they want it to be. And, and maybe, and maybe that's us doing it. I don't know. I, I don't freaking know, but at the end yep. of the day, I know where my vote's going and that's what matters. Um, I don't believe that I can sway anybody's vote one way or the other. I just don't think, uh, and I, and I think too often people get into these conversations and they try to sway each other, uh, one way or the other. When, when I get in a conversation on Facebook or, you know, with people about this, I try to just share factual information. I'm not trying to sway you to my side. No, I'm education. Just help, yeah, I'm trying to help educate. Like maybe, maybe what you're throwing at me is ignorant and stupid um, because it's not backed with – I mean I had somebody talking about the situation. I forget the guy's name that was shot seven times in the back and everybody's blaming the police for violence on this stuff. Um, and, oh, and they said uh, – Trayvon Martin. No, the, the 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 guy that was that that raped his girlfriend and beat her and stole her car with the kids and then blah 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 in like Wisconsin area just recently happened. They all they're all wearing all the football players are putting his name on their helmet. Oh, okay. You're glorifying this criminal. Um, 
and it's it's sad to see because people aren't looking at the true story of it. And this this person I'm in this debate with on Facebook says, "Well, I think they should have tasered him." You know, there's other ways it could have been handled. They should have tasered him first. I said, "Did you even read the freaking story? Like, are you really?" And and it's a female telling me this. I said, "Are you really as a female backing a man that raped his ex, his baby's mama?" Stole the kids, you know, kidnapped the kids. There was a, a, a restraining order against him. He's not allowed to be around her in the first place. And then goes and steals her car, gets pulled over for these offenses. Like the reason why you're getting pulled over is because of this and is a known, uh, uh, a known criminal and known to be violent towards police. I said, did you even read the whole story of what happened? Because if you look at it, you're saying they should have tasered him. Well, guess what? They did it twice. Twice. So I wrote this in there and I tell her this. I said, they did this twice. The police were well within their policies and they tasered the guy twice and he continued to move towards uh, a weapon. And then he goes to grab the weapon. Now, this police officer's got to be worried about his family. He's been within policy. He's tasered the guys twice. He's already he's obviously coming at them and threatening them. So what do you do? You shoot until the threat is eliminated. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. I'm, I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to protect me. I want to yep. go home tonight. Yeah. I want to go home. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do and protect it. So I wrote this out, and then she comes back and says, well, I, I read what you wrote. But I, I just, I, I think we'll agree to disagree. And I think there's a better situation. They should have tased him first. I just wrote in my statement the facts that he was tased twice. So I just wrote back. I said, I, I wrote that. I said, I just wrote back that he was tased twice. How else would you want the police to react? The problem is you want to blame the police without any, without any offering of any solution. And that's yeah. what I'm seeing. Time and time again, is everybody wants to say, well, he should have, he should have, she should have, she should have. But A, you weren't there. B, you don't have the training they have. And C, you've offered no solution to the problem. Mm -hmm. So if you have no solution, your argument is null and void because you have no solution. You have no other option that these people or this person or whatever you're arguing about could have taken. And if you can't think of one, in a calm state of mind, not being in the situation, where do you think that officer was? Yeah. Well, and the heroes have become the criminals and the criminals have become the heroes. That oh is what God. our society is. Oh, my God. it is insane. These people do like just insane and seeing like what's coming out about the, what the other dude, the, the, the supposed knee on the neck and all that kind of stuff. Like, which was George what, Floyd. Yeah, yeah, George Floyd. It was down lower on the back. And listen, I don't know the cop's name either. So don't don't say I'm racist just because I don't know the guy's name. I just think the whole situation is 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 out of control. And I'm not talking about that situation. I'm talking about the reaction to the situation. Yeah. But I've talked with police friends of mine, ICE friends of mine, people that have been through the training, people that have been in military, and that is an acceptable way. It was you look at where the knee was positioned, there was no crushing of the larynx. He didn't lose breath because his a knee was on his neck. You know, blah, 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 blah. Like, none of this stuff is realistic. Then you start looking at the drugs that were in his system, the heart you know, issues he had. You combine heart issues with copious amounts of drugs. on and anxiety you know, attacks. Uh, yeah, and anxiety attacks on a known criminal. Uh, it's a recipe again, for disaster. Yeah, where's your solution? They, they, just you. Why can't we look at this whole situation? Why do we have to look at what the freaking media is touting and what they're what they're throwing your way and going, hey, here's what happened? No, it's not. There's video evidence of that. It's not factual. It's not true. And our media today sucks balls because it is no longer about facts. It's no longer about news. It's no. about agenda and it's about how quick can I get this story out there, whether it's true or false. I don't care. I just want advertising dollars because I need I need more people watching my show. Yeah, it's all propaganda, and it's all slanted one way. Well, it's all slanted one way or the other, depending on which network you you watch. It is all slanted one way or the other. There is no, there is no. I remember as a kid growing up, where I could still watch here in Southern California, ABC Seven News, the regular, you know, from four thirty until six thirty or whatever it was, and there would be feel good stories, there would be happy yeah. stories, 
oh, the, the L.A. City Fire went and, you know, went into a burning building and rescued three kids. And it was a feel good. And they interviewed, you know, the the, the, the wife. What's that? You can't forget the kitten that they rescued, too. With those yes. Kids. Yes. And of course, the kitten. Uh, and and they were there were honest feel good news reporting because it was newsworthy hey look what our society has done to support our society now you don't find that now the happiest thing you get is uh it's adoption day here on our network so here are three sad looking puppies and you can be their hero now i get it rescue animals i mean we rescued our dog and and i i'm not talking bad about that but there aren't the feel good stories there aren't the highlighting what what good is in society everything is uh, just glamorized, fantasized negativity, and there's no surprise as to why we ended up here. Well, and there's there's no there's no fact checking before they're releasing stories anymore. No, that, that's my that's my biggest issue. Listen, I get it, dude. Like you have an agenda, that's fine. You know, you have a choice. Okay, I'm I'm far right. I'll watch whatever Fox. I'm far left. I'll watch CNN. Like that's cool. That's why you have choices. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But let's fact check. Let, let's go on. Let's quit talking about, like, I feel like this happened. Let's stop making a big deal about shit before we know all the facts. Like, that should be illegal. If anything should be regulated, it's the, the media and their freaking bullshit that they continue to put out. It's, it's just so frustrating. That's why I got rid of cable like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. I just refuse to give any of these cable companies that support these freaking media outlets. I refuse to give them any money. And now we have YouTube and these guys are getting paid off of YouTube because listen, the reality is, is I can go find any article that, that backs what I believe in. Um, even if it is from a freaking, you know, Israeli freaking socialist that lives in London, that's writing a blog with his description of his name as vampire, um, you know, but that supports my story. So I'm going to freaking give that as fact. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cute. I'm gonna listen to a vampire. Uh that's that's great. Um please throw me more of that stuff. I freaking I, I'll tear it to shreds with facts. But yeah. it's it just it's gotten sad to me, dude, because yeah. so so much of this country has become about emotions and how I feel. And dude, when you can't back your feelings with, with factual information. It, it you're making that shit up and I get it. You have your own filters. Like I get it. Dude. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm dealing with some family stuff right now and you know, I mean, I feel hurt by the situations and a couple situations have been building up. I know I have my filters that that comes from, but you know what? I also have my group of brothers that I come to and my wife and I talk to them and say, Hey, am I off base here? Mm-hmm. Uh, please. And I know they're going to be honest with me. Like if I'm off base, they're going to say, Hey, you're off base. Um, but when I could turn to those brothers and say, hey, man, it is here's what's going on. You know my history. You know my history with these individuals and my family. Am I off base? And they go, no. This is right where God needs you. Yep. Um, that's that's how you can fact check your emotions um, is by being just – and not, I'm not saying find the people that agree with you. Like I actually oh. prefer to associate with people that disagree with me. Yeah. Uh, because they're, they're not afraid to be honest. And they're going to tell me, hey, dude, you're way off base, man. You should not be reacting this way. What's going on with you? Yep. And those are the opinions that you want. Because you don't want somebody that's just going to give you lip service and tell you, yeah, you, you know what? You're justified. You do it the way you want. Go for it. Absolutely. You want the person that's going to be the devil's advocate. Not necessarily because yeah. they're going to change your perspective, but because you want a different perspective. And you want to know what does someone else think. And let, yeah. let, let's get down to the core of it. That's what seeking wise counsel is, is getting yep. opinions from multiple people that you respect their opinion, their authority, their knowledge, their education, their life experience. That's what seeking wise counsel is. And when you get to that point in life where you can seek wise counsel from someone you know you probably don't agree with and they still go, you know what? I can back why you're doing that or why you feel that way or why you made that decision. Then, you know, okay, that's that's it goes back to last week when we talked about validation but that's validating why i have the position i have and that i'm not off base yeah yeah i I think that i think that's just so incredibly valuable man to be able to have that and it's uh listen i get my validation from god but i also you know I, i i feel like god speaks through 
the people that are in my life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think a lot of us struggle internally with the voices that we hear in our heads. And let's, let's just be honest. Like some people, they have voices in their head and they need to be medicated. Um, but other people, they, they have the voices in their head and we mm -hmm. all have that. It's called our conscience. And, and that's one way God talks to us. But I, I mm -hmm. think for me, a lot of times, like I struggle with, you know, hearing that. And is this, is this God or is this the devil? Because they sound the same to me. And so I need those that are around me that I trust and that I love and that I know that have my best interests in mind. I need those around me so that I can verify um, the voices that I'm hearing or the path that I'm feeling like I'm being encouraged to go down. And I'm not a puppet to God. Like I, I still can choose to go down either path. And my friends can say, Hey, here's the way that man, this is what I'm seeing. And I go, Hey, cool. Screw you. I'm going my own way. I have that freedom of choice, but um, I trust that God's given me some great, amazing people in my life. Sound like Donald Trump. I know uh, great, amazing, huge um, people in my life, but uh, I, I, I trust those people because they've saved my life. They've saved my yeah. marriage by being there for me at some of the, my darkest moments. Um, and that's, that's, that's just so valuable to have. Yep. And that's one thing that I'm bummed for you. And I, I wasn't able to make it. Anyways, and that's just how it worked out. But I'm I'm bummed because I know how much you get out of the men's camp that yeah. you know that got canceled, uh, and and I know that that's that's a huge you know bummer to put a, a basic generic term on it, um, because I know how much God speaks to you at those just from stories you've shared with me of what's yeah. happened in reconciling relationships and you know doing different things in your life. Um, but I I I'm convinced that not going there god's still going to provide some of those opportunities um for that kind of stuff to take place whether it's as open and obvious or it's a retrospect looking back and going okay now it makes sense well it's 100 percent. and listen here's the good news it's getting rescheduled not canceled there you go so there's still opportunity for you to come up there with us and um it's it's such a phenomenal camp dude such a phenomenal i'm bummed that it's not going on but honestly i'm really really happy at the same time that it's, that's not happening. And I, I think it's, I think it's for a reason. And, um, tonight group might not have been what it was had we all, you know, because half of us were going up to this camp. So, um, you know, we would have been planning and spending time with our families and stuff like that tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not having to do the event tomorrow and then drive through the night, you know, through the fires and everything to get up there. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a reason. And I, and I trust it's a good one because mm -hmm. it always has been. So, yep. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you can make the next one, dude. I hope so too. I hope it works out. Yeah, it will. It yep. will. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, dude, life is crazy right now, man. And I, I think it's, um, you know, I enjoy the cigar group that we have, the community that's here because there's been some great great people in the community that I've gotten to meet over the last while. And I, I had you come on with us last night mm -hmm. on the chats and those guys, man, we've gotten to some like deep, just emotional conversations. Uh, and it's been phenomenal. It's something that like, you've got guys all across the country and we're staring at a camera talking into a microphone and we're getting philosophical and like helping each other out and mm -hmm. being there for talking about marriages and families and, just getting away from the surfacey bullshit and just enjoying a cigar and each other's company. Um, and, and what I loved the most about the group that was on last night is not all of them are believers, but they all, regardless of that can still be included involved in the conversation because they've all got their own perspective. And I yeah. love that about that group because it is a, a dynamic group. Uh, uh, from a variety of um, socioeconomic backgrounds, from you know upbringings, religious beliefs, all those different things, but to be able to sit and have a conversation that happens frequently with that group and have it be uh, just that fulfilling, regardless of oh, that looks like a new cutter I see there. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, but to be able to do that and not have it be under the pretenses of, okay, this has to be a godly conversation or this has to be that, but no, let's just, let's just share life. Let's just, and we say that a lot here on our podcast, you know, let's just share life. Let's just be real. If a conversation 
comes up and it's about marriage and it's about serious things and things come up, great. We'll address it and talk about it and give our ideas. If it's something where we talk about, you know, different animal shaped floaties because of a trip that's coming up, then it's about <laughs> animal shaped floaties because of a trip coming up. Uh, but it's everything that can happen uh, in a group. And we've said it time and time again here uh, that if you do not have a community to belong to, you're welcome in any of our communities that we're, we're a part of, whether it's Brandon with his cigar mechanic garage on Facebook, whether it's, you know, me with my cigar show, Tim family room on Facebook or any of the other groups that, that we are aware of or connected to, please, please reach out to us and let us know, you know, if you need to connect into a community or you're just wondering what a community even looks like, because let's face it, there are, there are listeners that are out there right now and viewers that are out there that are going, I don't even know what that looks like. And I'm scared because I've been an introvert for so long, but I just feel like I need somebody to talk to. We can help start that. We can help get you connected, whether it's just talking with us, obviously guy to guy, girl to girl, um, or we can connect you to people that are willing to do that at the drop of a hat. And these are people that have experienced the ups and the downs of life. You know, one of the great things too is like one of the guys that's in the group that um, I actually invited him into our group, which is really cool because he was just looking for something different. Um, and he jumped right in, man. And it's just like, like his first, like one of his first messages in our group was this deep philosophical question. And it was mm. just really cool because like a couple of guys jumped in. They're like, wow, dude, like welcome to the group, dude. Like you're going <laughs> to open with this. Holy crap, dude. Like this is going to yeah. get good. And it was amazing because everybody responded with just some great uh, input, some great knowledge. And he just was like, this is what I was missing. And he follows that up with what books do you recommend for my wife? Hmm. Uh, she's looking for something similar. And so I actually sent her the cell phone number of um, my, my best friend's wife. Uh, who's a, They've started their own you know ministry group. Um, and they've got their books that they're studying and all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, she recommended a book. Um, I recommended a book and, um, and then uh, I think I recommended captivating by John Eldridge for her yes. to read and, um, and then gave her the cell phone number and I'm, I'm, they'll get her plugged into that group, even though they're in a completely different state, they'll get her plugged into that group and get to be a part of that, which is just, it's so, so inspiring. And, and, and I tell you, this guy wants to start his own group and we're actually mm. talking about we're actually talking about starting one as like a zoom um, and having, having a, a group uh, across the country that we can all zoom together and spend that time at least once a week, um, just getting a fellowship and, and being there for each other. And I think that's, and that's the core of it, right? Like <sighs> I know as a kid growing up, going to church, I always, you know, I, I remember struggling and going to my church and saying, Hey, I need help. And they just were too busy with everything else. Um, the core of it is being supportive and being a family and um, being there for each other and allowing God to come in and just work in that group. Um, mm -hmm. It's completely, what we're doing is completely different than what people consider the church today. Oh, yeah. um, it's, it's doing what was considered the church when the Bible was written. And that's two or more coming together before Christ. And yep. um, that's what we do. And home and groups. And and the, the church has gotten away for a long time. Uh, I have to sneeze and it's not coming out, which is why I look God like loves you. Yeah, which is why I look like I'm crying or Stare having the worst. Stare at the sun. It's not out. It's dark. Oh, uh, but uh, for for quite a few years, at least here in Southern California, the church looked at home groups as taboo of like, oh, you're breaking away from the church. Yeah. A church isn't a building. And I grew up in the church. My dad is a pastor. Like I, I, I know, I know inner workings of churches and the administrative side and all those different things because of what I've seen and been privy to and conversations I've heard and all these different things. A church is not a building. A church is people coming together with God there with the intention of growing closer to Christ. That yep. is the church and home groups. Now, as long as they're following the Bible and biblical principles are an extension of the church. That's why in China, in India, in other places across the globe, there are underground churches. They're home groups. Yeah. We look at those and go, oh, that's not the church. They don't have a building because they're underground and they're hiding. No, absolutely not. They are just as much, if not more so, passionate about their faith than we are here in America because they are willing to go to jail or be killed because yep. they are desperate for that home group connection. 
Yeah, that's amazing to me. And I, I think uh, Rich from Warriors and Wild Men, you know, when I sit down and talk with him, we're, you know, he, he calls them cell groups. And I think that's great because, like, so, like, the, the word cell group has become something of, of terrorism mm-hmm. and, and war because they talk about finding these cell groups of, you know, Al Qaeda and all this stuff. But to find that as the church and to find that in, in, in faith and belief as a cell group. Um, I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Like to me, that gets me excited. Like I get to be a part of a cell group. Like that's kind of freaking cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we're developing cell groups and I look forward to the day that our group splits apart and becomes two cell groups and four cell groups. And, you know, cells are meant to divide. Mm-hmm. And when we divide, we can conquer because you become stronger together. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the exciting thing about it for me is like to see the division starting to happen and not, not a division in a bad way within the group, but like a, a division to create more yes. and to create more goodness and to spread what's going on and that passion. So, um, and that faith, holy crap, dude, the faith is just something that's, it's, you can't, you can't argue, man. You just, you can't like, you can argue religion all you want. You can't sure. argue. You just can't. No. And there are people that think that those are the same thing. And unfortunately it's, it's, they are defined so different because a religion is a, a construct, a structure. I mean, look, one of the things that I struggled with and went through in high school and a little bit in college was battling whether a religion or a faith belief system was just a way for people to make themselves feel better about their loved ones or friends when they died. So they could say they're in a better place. Oh, you know what? But I know where they are and they're happy now. I'll see him again. Yeah. I'll see him again. Oh, we know that we know that my dog is in heaven. We know that grandpa is in heaven. We know that this, we know that that, and, and I battled with that for a while. I really wrestled with that uh, during a season of my life to where I had to come to the decision on my own is God real and is this a relationship or is this a construct to make me feel better about when somebody passes away? Yeah. And this was during, I mean, there was one of my, um, you know, high school classmates, I won't say a friend cause I didn't know him very well, but you know, one of my high school classmates ended up taking his own life tragically, you know, and, and that shocked our whole school. And, you know, it was the late nineties when that was just starting to get a little more awareness of what was suicide and all those different things were happening back, you know, 20 plus years ago. But I really struggled with that of like, okay, what do I, one, what do I want to believe? And what in my heart of hearts do I know is the absolute truth? And right. a religion is is the structure uh, that you uh, put a label on your faith belief, but the belief and the relationship is what sets that apart. Well, absolutely. Like, where do you, where do you put your trust? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, where do, what do you put your faith in? To me, trust is such a big thing uh, to give up. And, you know, for the longest time, I trusted I trusted in me. And that, that clearly hasn't worked. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to, to just give that. And it's so funny because I see so many people in religion, they, they, they get very, very strong in giving up all the negative and they keep the positive for themselves. That's selfish. Um, yeah. That's very selfish. I, everything that I have doesn't belong to me. It's a gift. And I get to be the steward of said things. And I tell you, well, you know, and I think I told the story before about where tithing was stolen out of, out of the cigar lounge where we meet. Um, and we had an intention for that tithing. We, we open up the box and the money's all gone. Hmm. Uh, and everybody got really irritated and wanted to find out who it was. Uh, I'll admit, I strongly believe it was somebody within our group. Um, but I have cameras. I could have gone back and looked. I didn't because I have faith that God used that for what it was intended. And I know that I was a steward of that. That was not mine in the beginning. So they didn't steal from me. Um, they stole from God. And that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to deal with that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I almost like felt good. Like I, I almost was like, you know what, dude, I don't want a camera on who stole. I want to, I want a camera when, <laughs> when they, when they got to deal with God, you know, for, for stealing from them, because dealing with me ain't shit. Like I, yeah. I can put you in dirt, uh, but that that's not going to do anything. You got to deal with the man upstairs when you walk up to those pearly gates and he's like, oh yeah, remember that 700 bucks you took out of that box? Yeah, that was mine. 
Uh, that was, <laughs> oh shit. You know, it's like, <laughs> like that shoots and ladders, bro. You're taking the freaking shoot all the way down to the bottom with that one, man. Uh, mm-hmm. so that, um, if you want to know what that's like, go up to Oregon and stand in the middle of one of those fires and you'll understand where you're going. Yes. But I, it was nice and it was comforting to know that that wasn't mine to deal with. Um, no. And, and not that I'm not, you know, listen, I protect my family, obviously. Um, you know, I, I, I'm cautious of who invite who I invite to my home because I don't want to bring evil here. Yep. But um, my lounge is always unlocked. My door is actually, you saw me wave. Two of the brothers just left right now. And here mm-hmm. it is 1130 at night. And those guys have been just hanging out in the lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not babysitting and watching them, making sure they're not stealing stuff. They're in their fellowshipping together, man. Yep. That's what they needed. So take the space. Yeah, my friend called me. Going, hey, I need a quiet place to work, man. Can I come over, dude? Yeah, please. Just let me know you're here, so I don't shoot you. Yeah, um, exactly. Because we are in Arizona, and I can do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, I, I think it's fun, man. And, and listen, I, I think like this podcast has become something that we wanted it to be, and it's funny how like we've slowly transitioned into this um, and allowed like this to become, you know, what what God wants it to be. Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like every week that we do our pre-records, we're sitting here and we get to talk about God and our life experiences. Um, and then like Sunday, we get to just have a ton of fun and that's what it's about. Oh yeah. That's absolutely what it's about. Like we don't have to be all like square all the time. No. So we get to come on and have fun, man. I think that's great, dude. That's so freaking awesome. We get to smoke cigars and, and have fun. And you know, I think you're drinking a beer over there, aren't you? I just finished a beer. Yep. I love it. I love it, Manny. I just lit up another cigar. I lit up a Grand Habano number three. Oh, uh, nice. So it's, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, we get to, we get to have fun, dude. And the, and the people that we're getting to meet through this, man, it's just, it's just great. These listeners that we're getting to, to, to meet and build relationships <laughs> with, I, I appreciate that more than anything else that's coming out of this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the friendships and, the people that we have been able to interact with and that have come across our path and be tagged on social media and all the different things that are going on. Um, it's, it's cool to be in the car on the ride, not to go, Oh, look what we've achieved. Look what we've done. Look how we've brought these people together. It's never been about that. It never will be about that. Uh, and the second it becomes that there are people that will, there are people that will call us out. Yes. And feel free. Absolutely. From all the way in Arizona, drive out and kick me in the nuts. I'll drive uh, out there. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but, but that's, that's, that's why we're here and I'm excited. And I was just looking at the calendar because of when this is airing and who we have coming on the following week. I'm excited for who we've got coming up now, as you're watching this, this coming Sunday, on down to the nub live because we've got someone who has been part of your portfolio in your brokerage for a while, uh, who I have come to love their cigars and Carson Serino is who we're going to have coming on the Sunday following this from when this airs. So make sure you're checking out that episode of down to the nub live, uh, this coming Sunday so that you can get to learn more about a phenomenal boutique brand, what they have to offer. Uh, and you know, it, we we may or may not be plugging our friend at Little Guy Cigar Shop in coordination with that because of a, a certain giveaway that is, you know, still taking place at that time. Um, mm. But I can't wait to have Carson on. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, young, young guy, but mm-hmm. uh, just just all around good dude. Um, I know that when we were in Fort Lauderdale. And we went to go get on the plane, and we weren't sure if we were going to actually get on the plane, uh, which we ended up not. We ended up not making that flight. We couldn't. They they were taking uh, customers off the flight, going to Seattle because it was so cold. They had a light in the plane. They're actually taking cargo off the plane. And I remember talking to him. He's like, "Dude, hey, if you can't get on a flight tonight, let me know, dude. We'll help you out with a hotel. We'll come pick you up. Like we'll go out of our way to come back to the airport, get you, and we'll put you up in a hotel and take care of you." I didn't ask for any of that. He offered that. Yeah. And that's just the kind of guy he is. And uh, just all around good, good, good people. Yep. Well, <clears throat> I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Oh, but it's uh, so fun. I know, but it is fun. But I feel like it's just you and I talking, hanging out. It's just awesome. It so is. if 
if you've enjoyed uh, this episode, one, thank you for taking your time out of your day, out of your week, whatever it is, while you're driving to work, driving home, making dinner, whatever it is, sitting back enjoying a cigar and a nice drink. Uh, thank you for uh, being a part of the Down to the Nub community. Thank you for supporting what we do here. And I don't mean financially. I just mean supporting it by listening, by contributing to yeah. um, to, to what we get to do. Uh, so thank you for taking the time to do that. Uh, if you're not following us on, on any of the socials, you can do that on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Down to the Nub. And then if you do want to financially contribute to cover the costs of the show, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Down to the Nub. And we would be humbled and honored to have uh, your support of the show and what we do here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you guys for all the time that you spend with us. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. We couldn't, well, we could do this without you, but it just wouldn't be as fun. Um, and we, we both are on the same page when we started this, that there, there's a guided purpose behind this. And we appreciate you guys being a part of that purpose. So thank you guys so much. And again, like whether you believe in God or not, that's your choice. Um, and we appreciate you allowing us to express our faith and what we're about and our excitement for cigars at the same time. So it's really just a unique opportunity that um, we get to join with you at this time. And we appreciate you more than you can imagine. Yep. All right, everybody. We will catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. 